Welcome to Global Answers. Please join us as we discuss the relevance of God's eternal word relating to events in this day and what it means to you. And now, your hosts, Jeff and Lonnie Jenkins. Greetings, Jeff on this end. Glad to be with you. It's a joy. Yeah, Brother Lonnie over on this end. Our subject matter is uh, similar, uh, going into the very same things that we did last week with Brother Stephen Strew. If you recall, we went into types and shadows and taking the Old Testament shadows from the Old Testament and cooperating them, co uh, collaborating them with, dovetailing them with the New Testament. What we find is, is that, uh, that the Old Testament is not a book that we have forgotten at all. It's not a book that is set aside now that we have the New Covenant or the New Testament. The Old Testament and the New Testament perfectly blend together. Right. And what we find is, is that there are shadows and types in the Old Testament that laid a foundation for the fulfillment, a better, a better, greater thing in the New Testament. So we're going to go into some shadows and types. Brother Lonnie uh, was talking about uh, Joseph with Brother Stephen Strew last time. And what a shadow and a type that lies, a perfect Christ type in the life of Joseph, Brother Lonnie. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on well, the life of well, Joseph? Well, it's, it's the most perfect Christ type in all the Bible. Yeah. And we went into it last time, but for those of you that may not have caught it, when you go into Joseph in chapters, it starts in Genesis 37, and then continues on from there, skips the chapter, and then picks him up again. And we find that in just in, in quick review that just like Jesus, he was loved of the Father, hated by his brethren. And that he, they, part of it, the reason they hated him, he was spiritual. Mm -hmm. And that, that he, his indication was he would eventually rule over them because this was that son of David that was to rule. But the Jews were crying out, we will not have this man to rule over us. And so the, the shadows start out there. And then Joseph's brethren cast him into a pit just like they crucified the Christ. But then he was picked up again and, and uh, taken into Egypt and imprisoned there, just like Jesus was imprisoned on the cross. And in the prison, we found that he was there with two, two people, a butler and a baker, and one went back to the palace and the other one was, was killed. Just like on Jesus on the cross, one thief was to go with him into paradise, the other one was to damn to hell. And our Christ types just keep going out there. And then, he, then Joseph became the redeemer to his Jewish brethren, just like Jesus is the redeemer to his Jewish brethren. But uh, while Joseph was feeding his brethren, they didn't know who he was, just like Jesus mm. Christ the Lord taking care of Israel now, but they still don't know who he is My. because he separated away. And then we find that while Joseph was in exile away from his brethren, he took a Gentile bride. And during this interim period where the, where the Jews rec, uh, refused Christ mm -hmm. on his first coming, by the way, scripturally, they had to. Don't ever people say, oh, they crucified the Christ. Somebody had to. The blood had to be shed. Otherwise, there would have been no sacrifice for our sins. So but consequently, Lonnie, it had happened. Yeah. On that thought, that's permissive will. And perfect will, those concepts right there. The, the Jews had to kill the Messiah, but their eyes were blinded, weren't they? Correct. That's so that the Gentiles could receive the gospel. But in reality, God hardened their heart and gave them the spirit of slumber and eyes that they could not see and ears that they could not hear, according to Isaiah. Right. So that God could get, then offer the Gentile bride, or the Gentile people, the opportunity to receive the gospel, a grafted-in branch. Right. So the perfect permissive will, uh, that's an interesting subject. In reality, 
in our shadows and types, we find that uh, here are this, the brothers of Joseph, jealous of him because he's spiritual, because he has visions and dreams, casting him into a pit. They didn't know they were fulfilling or, or laying down no. a shadow. Had no idea. But it, was, it wasn't God's perfect will that Joseph spent 13 years in prison, but the permissive will made a way for the perfect will, didn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And strangely enough, in this episode, the way God works is, is that this imperfect will, though sometimes he works it out to lay a shadow, the people still have to pay for doing wrong. Yes, they do. Even, but still, it lays down a shadow. Just like God said, I'm going to use King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon as a, as a whip against yeah. my people Israel because they've turned to idols. Yeah. But then he says, but I'll have to punish the king for having come against my people. Well, and look at Moses here. He smote the rock twice. Yeah. Glorified himself. But he had to smite the rock twice because of the crucifixion of Christ the first time 2,000 years ago and the prophesied rejection and apostasy in this last day of the crucifixion of Christ in this last day, only the crucifixion of the Word. Yes, so right. that we find that the shadow was already laid down in the Old Testament and nothing can break that shadow type, can it? It has to be fulfilled. Yeah, well, to, to continue the thought of what we just said, remember Moses couldn't go into the promised land because of that display of anger yeah. and not not uh, smiting the rock once, as God had said. Right. Yet on the other hand, he had to do it to lay the shadow for the second crucifixion of Jesus Christ, where in this age yeah. the church systems have right. all rejected this mighty manifestation of God that has that God has sent to this age. And and he couldn't go into the promised land because the law can't take you into the perfect promises of God. So Joshua, type of the Holy Ghost, would take them into the promises of God. Right. So even though Moses was punished for smiting the rock twice, ultimately it was working right into the perfect will of God, wasn't it? Oh yeah, Mo the Joshua starts out, Moses, my servant, is dead. Yeah. And so consequently, and Moses types the law. Yeah. And Joshua types grace. Yeah, amen. And so this, this, that's Jesus by grace that takes us in. The Old Testament Moses law could not take the people to the promise. And, and Paul wrote about that in the book of Hebrews, that if the old covenant had been yeah. adequate, there would have been no need of a new covenant. And if the Old Testament yeah. sacrifice could have taken the people in, there yeah. would have been no need of a New Testament sacrifice, the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. And that was a shadow. A shadow. And we're looking at Old Testament shadows being fulfilled in the very life, ministry, and body of Jesus Christ. And, and it was all there. It shows you that our God had a plan from the beginning and the end. And even though, in a sense, the, the law of Moses was the permissive will of God. God's original mm -hmm. covenant was right. one of, of grace with Abraham. Yeah. Walk before me and be perfect. Right. And yet that law had to be established, didn't it? So that the perfect lamb could come, fulfill the law for us. Yeah. It, well, we find that in, uh, in uh, Galatians, I believe it is, yeah. that it tells us that the law came in, I'll, I'll ad lib it, to tell us, we can't live the Word. Amen. We, we cannot live the perfect life and be pleasing with God. Amen. And so consequently, uh, God had to bring a new covenant whereby He would come and indwell the people by the baptism of the Holy Ghost right. and live His life back out, back out through them. But the Old Testament was to teach you people, you can't live it by can't yourself. And yet we find many 
in the New Testament era, in New Testament churches, trying to force the people to align perfectly or you're going to hell. Uh, that won't work. No. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. It's totally a gift of God to, to redemption. And then we do the best we can, but the Holy Ghost, that, that is the true Christian life, as you yeah. know. Yes. The, the, the true Christian life is not rules and regulations. It's not government. Right. It's the Spirit of Christ coming in and living His life out through you. And that's what I love about the fact that Joshua took us into the Promised Land, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and not the law of Moses. He had to stay on the other side of Jordan, mm -hmm. and he had to die. Mm -hmm. And Joshua, our Holy Spirit, our Jesus, comes and no longer was it a one-man ministry under Moses. Now Joshua tells the people, you shout and the walls will come down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And God now empowers the people. And that Old Testament shadow was going to be fulfilled in a people in an upper room. They were going to receive the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. the Christ was now, you know, there's something about God. He doesn't just want to uh, create a drama. He wants to come and live in that drama mm -hmm, and live mm -hmm. in His people mm -hmm. and fulfill His great drama mm -hmm in the lives, in our hearts and in our lives. Mm -hmm. He wants to use my lips. He wants to use my voice. He want, if, if, if the believer could comprehend, the, let's say I'm talking to a brand new believer in Christ, just giving his heart to the Lord Jesus. God wants to use you. He wants to witness through you. He wants to, he wants to express his faith, his virtue, his knowledge, his temperance, his patience, his godliness, his brotherly kindness. He wants to express it through you. Your life is dead and hid in Christ. And Jesus Christ wants to manifest himself through you and in doing so, fulfill the word of God in your life. Old Testament shadows. Uh, yeah, help, help me to remember to come back, come back to uh, Joseph again. I want yeah. to linger on that. Well, let's go for it. Well, I, uh, no, not yet. Yeah, I, want, okay. I want to go now for just a moment in, into what you were saying, that yeah. God working through you. Good. That when, when Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Garden of Gadarenes, was yeah. going to cast the devils devil out. out of that man, they says, you know, don't just send us back to the pit. Let us even go into the pigs. Right. Because why is it? Because True. the spirit without a vessel to work through or dwell in mm. is virtually helpless. And so therefore demon powers are virtually helpless except they get a person to work through. And God has limited himself. He could do it. He can do anything. He's God. But he's limited himself to work through his body. That's why those who by one spirit have all been baptized into one body, the body of Christ, that's, that's where God works mm. through the body. God sure works does. through the body. And so God has limited himself to work through his body on earth, just like demon powers have to have a body to, to work through. You pray, he says, the Lord of the harvest yes. will send laborers into the field. Right. He could have just sent them. Yeah. He said, I want you to pray that God will send them. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, God has. You lay hands on the sick, then right. they'll recover. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole principle. God works, God works through man. And that's what man always stumbles over. Exactly is right. God works through man. How true. They always want to, oh God, I want to look up to you and somebody knocks on the door that's actually God's answer coming yes. to them and say, leave me alone, I'm looking to God yeah. because God has sent somebody. God yeah. had a vessel, a conduit. And yeah, wanted, in right. fact, I find in marriage that if, if, they would, if people would only understand, let's say a person's having a difficult time in the marriage, God wants that wife to be the conduit of healing for the man. And God wants that man to be the conduit of wholeness for the wife. But they want to go and pray up and get it themselves, when in reality, if the wife and the husband could only understand that their oneness and wholeness comes as they become a conduit 
of the Holy Ghost to minister life and wholeness to their husband and life and wholeness to the wife. So it, it's not some separate unit whatsoever that if I pray, I'll get my act together. Most of my healing is going to come through the body. Mm -hmm. yeah. Through the body. Yeah. Yeah. To, to talk what you just mentioned on husband and wife, we have to elaborate too that each one can only come together when they each have an individual walk. There with you Christ. go. Amen. Then once they both get under the headship of Christ, then it's easy for them to come together because in one sense they're under the same same headship and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. And so the individual walk then will automatically, if they're both in Christ, then they will automatically have a harmony in the home because now they can fulfill fulfill the scripture the way the way that it should be. Uh, yeah. fulfilled. You had some more on Joseph too that you were going to say at the very end uh, jo there. Uh, uh, Joshua. Joshua. Joshua, right. yeah. We're, we got all kinds of types here. Pardon, we got a lot of them mixed up. Oh, we got a lot but, of them. Yeah, but the, uh, so we, we're talking about Moses typed the law and the law could not take the people in. So the book of Joshua starts out, Moses, my servant is dead. And then Joshua is going to take them into the land. And Joshua represents grace. Moses represents the law. Mm -hmm. Joshua represents grace. But we find that Joshua was with Moses when Moses was the man in charge. So grace was with Israel all along. But they didn't recognize it. They mm -hmm. had said, God, tell us how you want us to live. They chose the law. My. But grace was there because it started with Abraham giving giving him and his seed an unconditional covenant. My. And then when they says, tell us how you want us to live, and then God gave the law, and he gave it, uh, Hebrews tells us mm -hmm. to show us you can't live it. Galatians yeah. shows you can't live it. Right. So they had to continually offer animal sacrifices because they continually made mistakes. And so then comes the new covenant, Then and that's Joshua by grace. And then repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the very same Spirit of Christ that comes back into the individual so that now you've got a helper, an assistant to, to call alongside Paraclete, to come alongside and, and help you manifest the very life of Christ. And then when we slip into the flesh and make our mistake, which we try not to do, but it happens. Then it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Beautiful. So you're looking at, here's the children of Israel going uh, out of uh, Canaan into the promised land. And uh, as, they enter, as they are now going down into the river Jordan, the priests are to put their feet in the water. Right. And they have the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders and now the people are going to go across on dry land. But in the reality, the going into Jordan was a type also, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Of their death to self right. and their repentance. And because they had to sanctify themselves, wash themselves, couldn't go into their wives for three days. And then they crossed Jordan, death to self, to enter into the promises Amen. of God. Right. It's, it, it, it's a shadow of repent, be baptized, and my Joshua will lead you from there on. And the ministry carrying the ark, the ark carried the word. Yeah. And so it's the word that leads the way. Amen. And that's why we so emphasize God's word, God's word. Because, yes, that's beautiful. Because that's, that's what God uses is the word through the ministry. There's a lot of ministry out there. There's a God call ministry and then there's other ones out there. Right. But there's still the God call ministry with the word will guide the people into the promises of God. And then, yeah. then comes a full, full inheritance once in the land. Once know? in the land. Yeah. And you have your Corridathans and Abirams. And they were the ones to test the people to see whether they would stay with the word or 
follow uh, the, the machinations of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And God wants a people. See, it's hard to imagine this, but God tests his people. In fact, God loves to test his people. So he gives them counterfeits. God allows counterfeits to rise up. For, for or Jacob, there's an Esau. For Jesus, there's a Judas. For the true church, there's a false church, a mother harlot. But God is actually testing and refining his bride to see if she'll stay with the word and love the word more than politics, more than personal acclaim. Will she stay with the word of God? Well, I want to interject here. You yeah. talked about Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, and they're out of the tribe of Levi. Yeah. And so the tribe of Levi was the ministers. Think of that. The priests. And so it was the it was the priest line that could bring the people in, but it was also within the priest line that was the, they were taking an authority to themselves yep. and messing the people up. So there's that, the, the two tests, where's it going to come? The very, put it right in the pulpit, that's where the test is going to come from. You're going to stay with the word or you're going to stay with a man in the pulpit who's taking you off the word. Even oh, look how God tests his people. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. He, even the people in the last days, it says that they will heap to themselves teachers because they have itching ears. Right. So they're even looking for preachers to tell them what they want to hear rather than what they need to hear. Yeah, I remember I was watching a newscast one time, <coughs> and I won't mention his name, but he was a very, very, very successful minister out in California. He had a big, enormous church and tremendous attendance. And the newscaster was saying, uh, Dr. So-and-so, to what do you attribute your success? And he laughed and he says, oh, that's simple. I never preach against sin. Can you comprehend that? <laughs> and yet, yet, that's the whole theme, is we need a Savior because we're sinners. We're we, sinners. By, by nature, we're sinners. We're and, and judgment starts in the house of God. Right. So if I'm, if I'm, going, to, um, if I'm going to stray by, by virtue of the fallen nature within me, even though I have the Holy Spirit, my flesh is not born again, right. I need the preaching of the Word, the judgment beginning in the house of God, to straighten me up. And that's why I think I love Psalms 119, the whole entire chapter. It's the longest chapter in the book of, uh, a book of Psalms. But it's David saying how much his commandments have kept him. Yeah. The word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And cleanse me, Lord, by thy word. And so even David in the Old Testament understood the, the keeping, cleansing power of the pure word of God, not mongrelized or watered down by philosophy, just the wonderful Word of God. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus said to his disciples, uh, he, the, he had just told uh, Peter that, um, you know, unless I wash you, you're, yeah. not, you're not clean. Right. Then, and then goes on and, and it says that, that nevertheless you are clean by the words I have spoken to you. Praise God. And then in Ephesians it says we're washed by the water of the Word. So there is a cleansing that takes place by sitting under the ministry of the pure word. It washes, it washes. It does. And it just, uh, there's a transforming power. You, you sit under a church sometimes where they, uh, maybe you feel it the most maybe under the evangelist ministry where he comes in, just scours you out with hard hitting word. But when it's all over, though you may have felt bad for the things that he pointed out in your life, still you feel all scrubbed out inside. You're washed by the water of the Word. God and, loves His yeah. children. And He's, and in fact, He's given us the greatest, most supreme power in the universe to overcome the devil. Yeah. If you look in, in, I think it's Matthew 4 or John 4, where Jesus is tempted by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit leads Jesus mm. up into the wilderness right. to be tempted for 40 days. 
And we find that Jesus didn't overcome the devil by the, 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 the title of his name, Jesus Christ. He didn't overcome the devil by being the son of God necessarily. He overcame the devil by saying, it is written. Right. It is written. It is written. <clears throat> and the devil, surprisingly enough, was quoting Jesus the word. Right. But Jesus' responsibility was to correct the error that the devil was producing in both nature and in the actual deliverance of the word itself was wrong, and and Jesus corrected Satan by the word. Yeah, I, yeah. That, that's an important point I don't want the people to miss. Jesus, who was the word, and Satan came to test him. He could have said, Satan, don't you know who I am? This is deity dwelling in flesh. Yeah. But he didn't do that. Why didn't he do that? Because it would not have left a shadow for us to Beautiful. use against the enemy. Beautiful. We, I couldn't say Satan, I'm deity in flesh, right. though there is a portion of eternal life in me. Right. But not like it was in Jesus. No. He was the fullness. And then so therefore, watch how that was. You said it already, but yeah. I don't want the, our viewing audience to miss it. Miss it, yeah. Miss it. yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, that uh, Satan <laughs> tempted Jesus by twisting the word. My. Jesus overcame Satan by saying it is written and correcting them Hallelujah. with the word. Amen. So where's the battle? It's over the word of God. It's, it's over not the, the prostitute on the street no. that I'm worried about. It's not uh, what the politics of this world is doing, what America is doing, what Israel is doing, what the Palestinians are doing. The test is, is can a people stay with his word? In other words, God is, uh, the world is going on in politics. The world is going on in there are earthquakes here, and there are people dying on the streets from starvation. All that is important to God, but what God is really looking at is, is will my people stay with my word? And I'm going to test my people to see if they love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, strength, and body. God testing a people with false doctrine mm -hmm. to see if they'll follow the, the Bible says, Paul says, Antichrist already is. And he referred to men whose God was their belly. Mm -hmm. And he says, he's, and, and John said, the, the, the spirit of Antichrist is already here. Mm -hmm. And he's referring to false brethren so that the, the prostitute on the street or the drug addict was not the church's problem. The church's test was, is would they stray from the perfect word of God? Mm -hmm. God has a perfect word, and he's going to see if a people really love his word mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. church, mm -hmm. churchianity, over dogmas, over friendships, Mm -hmm. forsaking all and following him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just, I marvel. And that's why the Bible is what you emphasize, what we emphasize is our life. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and a prophet in this last day, Brother Branham, made my King James Bible mm -hmm. come alive. Right, right. And therefore, I don't stop at Luther or Wesley or Brother Branham. They, these men brought to life truths in the Word of God, and I want to live and abide mm -hmm. by those truths. Can, we're running out of time, but can you, can you get, go into a quick uh, Old Testament shadow for a moment, and then maybe we can pick up again? Yeah, well, we, we never did even finish Joseph. Remember, okay, I was doing right. a review of, of Joseph, yeah. and that while Joseph was in exile from his brethren, uh, he took a Gentile bride. While Jesus is not dealing with the Jews, though taking care of them, uh, he, he, he's taking a Gentile people, calling out a people for my namesake. That's uh, the wife takes the Amen. name of the husband. And so he's calling on a Gentile bride. And then when, when they finally come back to Joseph 
And then it says that the day he decided to unveil himself to them and show them who he was, he said that he sent, sent, uh, yeah. dismissed all and sent her back. So that, so that types the bride is sent back to the palace or the Gentile bride goes in the rapture and before Jesus unveils himself to his brethren, the Jews. And then they're fearful. We find in the scripture that they, in the Zechariah, it says, where did you get those wounds in yeah. your hands? He says, in the house of my friends. They're afraid that Joseph's now going to kill them. And he says, no, no, God did this to, to preserve life. So Joseph went through what he went through to preserve the life of his brethren. And Jesus went through what he went through to preserve the life of the brethren. He, the Bible says, he who knew no sin became sin that I might be the very righteousness of God Hallelujah. in him. So consequently, he died that I, by faith and repentance and water baptism, could put on him and then stand before God wrapped in the very robes of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And that, friends, is the most glorious thing. And then we wrapped up with, Joseph says, when, when I die, take my bones with you out of Egypt when you go back to the promised land. So Joseph left an empty tomb, just like Jesus left Hallelujah. an empty tomb at the resurrection. You got just a few minutes? You want to wrap it up? Well, yeah. Just a few one, seconds? A few seconds, exactly. What we find is, is that the scripture says in the last days the, that for the Jews, there'll be a time of mourning yeah. as if their only son had died because they recognized that they were responsible 2,000 years ago with the killing with the crucifixion of the Messiah, Rome and the Jews. And they mourn, and God will tell them the same thing. Weep not. Yeah. I did this for your good. And so God has a great plan, and saints, he's about ready to turn from the Gentiles and turn back to the Jews. Get in as soon as you can. The Lord Jesus is coming for his bride. God bless you. Friends, this message which we share with you is actually God's final preparation for a Gentile bride to go into rapture. And then there, the prophecies are abundant pertaining to Israel and what God is doing and going to do. And I want to share just a few of them with you. And so in Ezekiel chapter 36, it says, Son of man, when the house of Israel dwelt in their own land, they defiled it by their own way, by their own doings, and they were like an unclean or removed woman. And then verse 20, and when they entered in among the heathen, they profaned God's holy name. And But 21 says, but I had pity for my holy name. And therefore 22, thus saith the Lord, I do not this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my name's sake. So God is going to defend his own name. And we see it happening right now, friends. He's drawing the Jews back into Israel to prepare to turn to them. Friends, today's program is one of an eight-part series entitled From Shadow to Reality. This series is available on three DVDs and may be ordered by writing to us at Global Answers, 1695 Stewart Road, Lima, Ohio. Our zip code is 45801 here in the USA. Or you may visit us on the web at globalanswers.us. Please take some time to look around our website. You'll find a variety of files for downloading, as well as a link to our resource center containing many Christian books, CDs, and DVDs. 
Thanks for joining us, and may our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.